0: Spirit, we just acknowledge today that you are in our midst and we thank you that you've given us the immense honor and privilege to stand and sit and kneel before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We acknowledge today, God, that today we're having more than just a good time, today we're doing more than creating content. Today we've come to bring our adoration and our affection to a most holy God. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be with you today. Thank you that no matter what we're facing, no matter what hardships we're enduring, no matter what struggles are coming our way, hardship isn't the only thing that's with us. God, you are with us. And if you are for us, who can be against us? And so today, Jesus, we just acknowledge there is nothing in this world that can stand against us that the gates of hell cannot prevail against those who are following in the footsteps of Jesus. And today, God, we just thank you that we're on the winning side. We dedicate our entire lives to the glory and honor of Jesus. We dedicate this service, this teaching, these moments of worship to the praise and adoration of Jesus. God, you're the purpose of why we're here. You're the reason why we do what we do. And we just pray that right now, God, our our minds would be opened, that our hearts would be opened, our ears would be opened to hear truth and to be transformed by it, to be changed by it. May the word of God not just go in one ear and out the other. May we not be a man who looks in the mirror and not even realizes the own things that Holy Spirit, you want to do in our lives. We're, We're open today, God, to what you want to speak to us. Not just the, the good, fun stuff, not just the encouragement, not just the uplifting. We welcome that, but we welcome all that you want to do. All that you want to do. Holy Spirit, we give you the right and the freedom to, to correct us, to confront us, to convict us, to change us. Because we know that you do all these things with our best intentions in mind. We thank you that we're serving a good God. A God who's for us, not against us. And so we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to be with every single person scattered all across the globe in our church represented today. We pray for those that are struggling with depression and anxiety, physical sickness in their body. We pray for marriages that are hanging on by a thread. We pray the Spirit of God would be with them. We pray, Holy Spirit, that joy and peace would abound in the lives of our people. But we pray today for the next few moments that we would turn our focus, turn our attention on you, Jesus. We pray that today, God, many would be blessed. We pray that lives would be changed. But we pray today, God, that you would be the king of this house. That you would be the star of this show. And that you would be the center of our worship. Thank you, God, that we get to be here today to learn from you. We honor you. We bless you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. I want to welcome every single one of you to God Squad Church. My name is Pastor Susie. I have the immense honor to be the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. I want to say thank you for tuning in, no matter which way you're consuming this content, whether you're watching live during one of our second services, whether you're listening on Spotify and YouTube, it is an honor to have you. We've been in the middle of a great conversation about the Holy Spirit in multiple different ways. We've been talking about things like the importance of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? We talk a lot about God. We talk a lot about Jesus. But sometimes in church, we don't talk too much about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can have honest conversations about things like what we call the gifts of the Spirit, which can sometimes in church be an interesting and sometimes controversial topic. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about those things. We have been we just, as a church, has been getting out in front of it talking about the elephant in the room, having honest conversation about things that sometimes people don't want to talk about, and we got people from all kinds of backgrounds, all different walks of life in the house, and we're going to continue in these honest, healthy conversations and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us truth about what the Bible says and about who God is. And last week, we opened up that can of worms, opened up that conversation about the gifts of the Spirit, we kind of broke down what are the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural miracles of God that God gives access to believers who have put their trust in Jesus Christ. The moment that you say yes to follow Jesus, the Bible teaches us that we become full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us And when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have access to those gifts of the Spirit. And I know that you might have tons of questions, and so first, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to go back onto our YouTube channel and watch that message where we did a little panel, a QA and a about the gifts of the Spirit. And we told you guys last week that we were gonna open up that conversation. You were probably gonna have a million questions. (laughs) And we wanted to give you the opportunity to send in those questions, and we wanted to do our best to answer them today. Here's the deal. This church, we don't just want to talk about the Holy Spirit. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And every year, me and our staff, we sit down, we create our plan, we create our preaching calendar, and we we do our best to navigate through Holy Spirit. What do you want us to talk about? When do you want us to talk about it? And then we create our whole year-long plan. Because there's a lot of moving parts to go in that. you are got to pick who's preaching. What are we talking about? What graphics need to be made? What videos need to be made? And people need time to kind of prepare for that. So we plan the best that we can. But at the end of that preaching calendar meeting, we always pray, Holy Spirit, this is our plan. But if you want to change it, you're the boss. If you want to shift it around, you're the boss. This is not our church. This is not our agenda. This is all for you and for your glory. So I've come to tell you, the king's changing the plans a little bit. I'm not the king. I don't get to make the decisions. We do our best to plan. So here's what I want to tell you. The Holy Spirit's gonna do something a little bit different and it's gonna make a little bit more sense in a few minutes once I start talking about that. But also the second reason we're gonna do this next week instead is we actually only had three people send in questions. And two of those questions weren't even about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So, hey, we're going to give you an extra week to send in those questions. We'll put a link in the chat. If you've got questions, I know you do. Don't lie to me, chat. I know you got questions about the gifts. Get your questions in. And next week, we're going to go back to our original plan of talking about the gifts of the Spirit. But today, I really felt in my heart the Holy Spirit wanted to shift directions a little bit and continue in this mindset of having a healthy, honest conversation and really answering the question, what does it really mean to be spirit-filled? You've maybe heard this question before. You've heard that phrase before, spirit-filled. Some people might say, oh, well, that that church is spirit-filled. Oh, that's a spirit-filled believer. And I I really felt in my heart earlier this week, the Holy Spirit wanted us to talk about this question what it really means to be Spirit-filled. But I wanna be honest, I feel the Holy Spirit has a very, very specific message today for our church. And so I'm gonna be honest up front. I'm not even going to answer this question as a whole. There's so much that goes into what it means to be Spirit-filled. And I'm not even worried about this title going out on YouTube and random people on the internet searching and getting a full answer. I've come on assignment today from the Holy Spirit to answer this question in the way that God wants to communicate it today to our people, into to our community. I'm not everybody's pastor. I'm not everybody's preacher. I'm not worried about what everyone in the world is learning and Googling. I'm worried about asking God, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to our people today? And what I want to talk about is what it really means to be spirit-filled, because this is a very controversial topic. Because in church, people would say, well, that church is spirit-filled, but that church isn't. Those people are activating the gifts of the Spirit. Those people are speaking in tongues. Those people are Spirit-filled, and these people aren't. And so what does it really mean to be Spirit-filled? How do you have evidence and know when somebody is Spirit-filled and when somebody isn't? And I feel today the Holy Spirit's given me a very specific message for today that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me and to you. And so what I want to do is I want to read Galatians 5, verses 19 to 26. And the author here is giving us, in my belief, evidence of what it looks like to be someone who is not spirit-filled and also evidence of someone who is spirit-filled. We're going to talk about what's called the fruit of the Spirit. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, but we're going to revisit it today because the fruit of the Spirit— Are characteristics traits and behaviors of someone who has the Holy Spirit characteristics evidence of someone who is spirit-filled someone who has been filled by the Holy Spirit evidence of what it looks like by someone who is not full the Holy Spirit and evidence of someone who is full the Holy Spirit and we read here verse 19 the acts of the flesh in other words the Evidence of our human sinful nature are obvious. You can see, you can see these things. There is a behavior going on of someone who is not full of the Holy Spirit. Someone who's not given their lives to follow Jesus. Someone who is not living according to the standards of the Word of God. The acts of the flesh, the evidence that someone is not full of the Holy Spirit, is that person is living in sexual immorality, impurity, impurity debauchery idolatry witchcraft hatred discord yeah you ever find it interesting that like the whole thing that we use to like bring people together and build a relationship is called discord which is literally the definition for like keeping people apart Uh, i'm just saying i just find it interesting (laughs) discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies Yeah, the Bible just went there. And the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's Paul, the author, breaking down these behaviors, these characteristics, these traits are evidence of people who are not full of the Spirit. There is an evidence. If you tell me that you are super millionaire rich, there's got to be some evidence to that. Right. If you tell me that you're broke and poor, yet wearing a Rolex watch, that evidence isn't lining up with what you're saying that you are. And in this passage, Paul is going to give us a stark contrast of what it looks like to not be full of the Spirit, to live like this. The final verse again, 21, as I did before, I warn you that those who live like this, that those whose life has evidence of this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then here's the contrast. Here's what it means to be Spirit-filled. But the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit, what proves that a tree is an apple tree? Apples. (laughs) The evidence of that tree being an apple tree are the apples. So the fruit of the Spirit, what is it? It's love. The behaviors, the traits, the characteristics that someone has the Holy Spirit, that someone is Spirit-filled, they are people whose lives have evidence of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Again, the contrast of these characteristics. Gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus have crucified the flesh. What that means is they've done away to the best of their ability with the other behaviors we just read about. All of us as humans, we have desires and we're born with desires to sin and to do that list we just read. Things like sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, hatred, discord, and jealousy. Those are our natural tendencies. But when the Holy Spirit is in us, When we are spirit-filled, he begins to change our behavior, change our characteristics to become more like Jesus, to become more like the Holy Spirit. And then there's evidence that we are spirit-filled. And again, verse 24, those who belong to Christ, they have crucified the flesh. They've done their best to do away with those old behaviors with its passions and its desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we are full of the Holy Spirit, let us act like we are full of the Holy Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And what I've come to talk about today is, what does it really mean to be Spirit-filled. And I really felt today that God wanted to point out two. Like I said, there's there's many other things we could talk about this topic, but I feel the Holy Spirit wanted to point out two things in this passage that God wanted us, our church, our community to hear today of what is the evidence of what it means to be Spirit-filled. And so I wanna start up at verse 22 again. But the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and check this word, Patience. Patience is very, very important. Very, very, very important. But the word patience in this passage is also translated, let's change the verse there, to another word, long-suffering. Long-suffering is not a word that we like. Long-suffering is not a, character trait that we wanna get better at because in order to get better at suffering, you have to suffer. And I don't think any one of us wanna become masters of long suffering because of the journey that it takes to get there. And I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to communicate to us today that what it really looks like to be able to be spirit-filled, is to be able to have long suffering. Not just suffering, Long-suffering, long-suffering is the ability to endure in the midst of hardship, in the midst of circumstances that in the middle of suffering, there is evidence that I am spirit-filled by the characteristics and the traits and the behavior that I display while suffering. Many people suffer. Everybody suffers. But few people suffer well. Few people, while suffering, give off evidence that I'm a spirit-filled believer. Many people would say that being spirit-filled means speaking in tongues. There are many Christians that when things are going well, praise God in tongues. But when things are going bad, all they do is complain in English. A part of being spirit-filled is not just that we suffer, but that we suffer well, that we endure, that there's a tenacity, that because I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me, there's a resiliency that I won't give up, that I won't quit. I keep pushing because I have the Holy Spirit. The evidence that I'm spirit-filled, is I know how to suffer. I know how to endure hardship. I know how to keep pushing through. Another way to understand long-suffering is to understand long-tempered. Some of you have probably met somebody who's short-tempered. That's why the other word translated is the word patience. Some people don't have too much patience. They're short-tempered. That when they're in the midst of a struggle or a trial it doesn't take much to tip them over it doesn't take them much for them to boil over for them to blow up for them to throw their keyboard across the room for them to summit punch their monitor whatever it might be they have a short fuse and to be spirit-filled means to allow the Holy Spirit to elongate your fuse that it takes more It takes a longer amount of time for me to boil over. Because I'm spirit-filled, there is evidence of how I behave, how I act, and the joy that I illuminate while I'm suffering. Followers of Jesus should suffer different than the rest of the world. It's a part of the evidence. Something's different about that person Because they suffer differently than anyone I've ever seen. They've got a longer fuse. They refuse to quit. They refuse to give in. They've got a tenacity and a resilience that they don't just give up, they won't just throw in the towel. And I've come to tell some of you today it's time for us to become people of long suffering. You've got too much purpose. Too much potential, too much anointing for you to boil over so quickly, for you to throw in the towel. But long-suffering isn't just the ability not to boil over, but it's also the ability not to grow cold. When you are in a season of struggling, you can do one of two things. You can either boil over and get mad and quit and throw in the towel, or you can grow so cold-hearted that you you just stop caring. You could do one or the other. But to be spirit filled means I know how to I know how to suffer. Everybody suffers. But people who are spirit filled suffer well. And I told you that we were changing direction for this week. But if I'll be really honest, the main reason when the Holy Spirit began to speak to me at 3:30 in the morning that we needed to change the direction for today was honestly because I've been in a season of suffering. Some of you might know, but when I was 18 years old, I was diagnosed with something called Crohn's disease, which is a life-altering disease that I've had since so I was 18. And you probably don't know what it is, and you probably also don't want to Google it. Okay, Chet, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> and really, see, my health has not been very well. I've been getting procedures and taking new medication and, and doing my best to be strong doing my best to act like everything's okay because as a leader sometimes you need to be strong but sometimes as a leader it's okay to admit I'm not okay but I will be and as a follower of Jesus it's important to showcase what it looks like to suffer and all this week I've been barely sleeping up in the middle of the night Getting sick, experiencing symptoms that I haven't experienced in all of my 12 years of having Crohn's disease, and if I'm being honest, the reason I'm sitting in this chair is because I'm really exhausted, and I'm really not doing all that well. And I know that some of you might say, "Well, Pastor, you should be you should be home, you should be resting." And I and I promise you, I'm I'm doing the best to take care of myself, and I'm resting. I didn't stream this morning, and all tomorrow, and all Monday, I'm resting, and. But I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to be here today because at 3.30 in the morning, when I woke up so sick, I realized there was no way that I would be able to prepare for our panel this week. I just knew if this is gonna be me every night and every morning and still having a stream and doing everything I gotta do, there's no way, God, I'm gonna be ready for Saturday. So immediately in my mind, I started thinking, all right, well, who's gonna fill in? I'm like, it's 3.30 in the morning. I couldn't fall asleep for hours. I'm like, well, Pastor Boz is awake. He's getting a phone call from me. <laughs> and two weeks ago, I was experiencing something similar, and you guys know we've been in the series, Sir Memes, and out of nowhere, Pastor AJ's preaching about something totally different because I was so sick I just couldn't preach. And there are moments where the service must go on. I call Pastor AJ, Pastor AJ, can, can you preach for me? I got you, Pastor. <laughs> And he filled in and did a great job. And I needed that weekend because I was just not doing well. And I'm still not doing well. And so three thirty in the morning, I thought about well, who's who's going to fill in. The service must go on. We got We told the people we're going to talk about the gifts. So this week we're gonna we're gonna talk about the gifts. And who's going to fill in my, my? Is it going to be Pastor Boz? We getting Pastor Tammy up here to teach the people the gifts? Like like who's it going to be? And I really felt the Holy Spirit saying. We can do that next week. This week, I want you to show the people what it looks like to suffer. Every one of us will endure hardship. But how will you suffer? How will you suffer? Because the way that you suffer gives evidence to your alignment to the Holy Spirit in your life. Will you suffer with joy, will you suffer while complaining, or will in the midst of your suffering, will you say, God, my body is weak, but my spirit is strong. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to do everything that I can. And I know there might be some people that might say, well, Susie, you should be, you should be home resting. And, and I promise you, if I didn't feel the Holy Spirit wouldn't want, didn't want me to be here today, I'd be home right now. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting in a chair, so I mean, I'm mean, i not really exerting too much energy. <laughs> we just kind of out here talking. We're having a good time. But we need to be wise, and we need to take care of ourselves, and we need to do our best. And there are moments when you need to be strong, but then there are moments when you need to be willing to admit, I'm not okay, but I will be. Because the Holy Spirit is in me, alive in me, And there's a resiliency that followers of Jesus should carry. There's a tenacity. Man, I don't give up so easily. Devil, I won't be knocked down so easily. You can keep on pushing. You can keep on trying. And I've got my limits, but they're pretty high. Because I've got the Spirit of God in me. I've got the same power that rose Jesus from the dead in me. And in you. So you can keep on trying, devil, but you're going to lose because I'm spirit-filled. Not because I speak in tongues, not because I believe in miracles, but because as followers of Jesus, we know how to suffer. Regardless if you believe in God or not, we all suffer, but I want to suffer well. And so here's the question I've come to ask you: Can you suffer with joy? Can you suffer with joy, understanding that even though my hardships are real, they're not fake, God's not disregarding them? But can you suffer with joy? Can you endure hardship but still push through with a sense of tenacity, knowing I won't be be knocked down so easy? It's going to take a lot to get me off my feet. I might sit in a chair once in a while, but it's going to take a lot to knock me down. Not because I'm strong, but because I'm spirit-filled. And I want to encourage you today as followers of Jesus, it's evidence to the world when we suffer well. When you and I endure hardship, but still cling to the power of the Holy Spirit to remain in joy, to remain in peace, and to remain fighting, it communicates something. People tell me all the time, I'm spirit-filled, I speak in tongues, but when, when stuff hits the fan, all they do is complain in English. All they do is gripe, all they do is get angry, and all they do is have a short fuse towards the rest of the world. You can talk in tongues all you want. You can prophesy all you want. How do you suffer? How do you suffer? That's what I want to know. When things are bad, how do you behave? When you're struggling, when you're hurting, when your marriage is hanging on by a thread, when your body is sick, when the doctor didn't give you the results that you wanted, how will you behave? As Paul said it, that those who live by the Spirit act like they have the Spirit. And I, I encourage you today, ask the Holy Spirit to elongate your fuse. Don't be so easily knocked down. Don't be so easily triggered. Don't be so easily disappointed. Don't be so easily hurt. Be a person of long suffering. Take care of yourself. Be wise. Take moments to rest. Be alone in your room when you've had enough time with people. Do whatever you gotta do. But how do you, how do you suffer? Because the way that you suffer will communicate a lot more to people Of the Spirit of God in you than the miracles that you believe in how do you behave how do you act when you're facing difficult circumstances when you're facing difficult situations and the thing about long-suffering it is not just how you behave towards situations long-suffering is how you behave towards people having a long fuse when it comes to people is evidence that you have the Spirit of God in your life. The way we treat one another is very important. The way we treat one another is very important. I know we're a church on the internet, and there's people that pop in to a Discord call and just start speaking loudly in the middle of your conversation. And I get it. Sometimes it's annoying. I get it. Sometimes it's frustrating. I get it. How long is your fuse towards people? How long is your fuse towards people? How long does it take for you to boil over or just get cold? Be like, oh, going to hang out room two. Let's hang out room one. (laughs) Not this guy again. How long is your fuse? How long is your fuse? Because that tells me if you're spirit-filled. When we quickly snap, when we quickly get angry at one another, that tells me if you are walking in line with the Spirit of God. And I encourage you today, in your behavior towards one another, ask the Holy Spirit to elongate your fuse. To be able to put up with more. We gotta have some tough skin as followers of Jesus. But here's what happens sometimes. Whether it's life circumstances or other people's behavior towards us, Sometimes we end up getting a hard heart and soft skin. My heart is hard, cold, upset, angry, and I've got soft skin. Every little thing gets to me. Easily triggered, easily upset. Keyboard warriors activated after almost nothing. The reality is the Holy Spirit wants to reverse that. He wants us to have tough skin and a soft heart. Compassion, care, love, patience with one another, and tough skin, a long fuse. I'm not so easily triggered. I'm not so easily angered. I'm not so easily upset. I don't so quickly boil over and I don't so quickly get cold. I've got a long fuse. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what it means to be spirit filled. This is what it means for us to be in line with the personality and the behaviors and the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wanted to communicate to you today, it's time for us to become people who can long suffer. Whether you're sick, struggling financially, how quickly do you throw in the towel? And understanding suffering is such a vital part of being a follower of Jesus because you can't avoid it. And Paul even talks about that at times. Count it all joy that you get to partake in sharing of the suffering of Jesus. If you want to become more like Jesus, you're going to need to learn how to suffer because Jesus suffered for you and for me. But when I suffer, It helps me understand the love of God. And the reason that is, is when you and I suffer, we, one, we wish we could just wish it away. And two, if we had the power to get rid of it, we would. We wouldn't have chosen it. We would have never have wanted it in the first place. And if we could get rid of it, we would. But suffering helps you understand the love of God because when you understand what Jesus did for you and I, you understand that you and I didn't choose suffering, but he did. He chose to suffer for you and I. He chose it. He could have not done it, but he chose to do it. And then two, you and I wish we had the power to get rid of our suffering. He had the power to get rid of his own suffering and he didn't. So when I suffer, I get a glimpse of what Jesus chose to endure for me. And so when I suffer, I not only understand the love of God more, but I get to give evidence to the rest of the world that I am spirit-filled. I won't just be so easily knocked down. I might have to sit in a chair once in a while and take it easy. But devil, I'm ready for a fight. I'm not going down. we got a kingdom to build. we got lives to change, marriages to restore, broken hearts to bind. We've got too much to do to be so easily knocked down. We've got too many lives to change for us to just quit now. I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to suffer. Because ready or not, it's coming. Whether it's today or tomorrow, you will suffer. But how you suffer will determine, are you spirit-filled? The second thing I think the Holy Spirit wanted to communicate to our church today of what it really means to be spirit-filled is the one that comes right after that. Put verse 20, verse 22 up on the screen again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, or long-suffering, and then Kindness. Kindness. Long-suffering is, how much can you put up with? Kindness is the actual outward outward behavior that you actually show towards people. People say sometimes, you know, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that's good good advice. But saying nothing is different than saying something kind. They're, They're not the same. They're different. They're different evidences. One is you've gotten good at keeping your mouth closed. Another one is in the midst of frustration and difficulty is I've gotten good at opening my mouth and saying something positive rather than saying something negative. It's an outward display of kindness. And I really believe the Holy Spirit wanted us to talk about kindness today because as we start talking about the gifts of the Spirit, there's a lot of not kind things that start going around these kind of conversations, and that's why we're just, we're getting out ahead of it, talking about the elephant in the room. These kind of gifts of the Spirit, supernatural miracle of God, they start dividing people in, in the Christian faith. They start tearing people apart. And when we start talking about things that some people believe and some people don't, you start either seeing kindness or a lack of kindness. And we can either prepare or we can repair. And we can either talk about kindness or up front before people start being unkind to one another or we can talk about kindness to remind people after they've already started not being kind towards one another and when it comes to how kindness correlates to our conversation about the gifts of the spirit I need you to understand a very very important principle about what I would call primary theology primary doctrine or salvation issues people would call them very different things but there are primary doctrines things that are most important when it comes to the Bible. Things about salvation, things about how we get to heaven, things about Jesus. For example, something like that would be that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is the only way to heaven. That we didn't earn our way there. It's not by what we've done. It's by what Jesus did for us. That is a primary doctrine. There is no arguing that. There's no room for debate that we are saved, forgiven of our sins, through Jesus Christ alone. There are some primary doctrines, like the Immaculate Conception, that Mary was actually a virgin, that the Holy Spirit birthed Jesus in her, that Mary didn't give birth to Jesus through you know, Joseph and Mary. And the reason that's primary is because if the Holy Spirit didn't birth Jesus, Jesus wouldn't have been fully man and fully God. He would have just been fully man. Two human parents, just make a human. And a human is not qualified to save the people from their sins. That's a big deal. If you don't believe in a conception, we can't go to heaven. Like, that's a primary doctrine. Things that are non-negotiables. And within the church, within the Christian world, that is a non-negotiable. And if you believe in that, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. Preaching the same gospel, reaching people with the same message. But if you don't believe that, if you try to argue that, that somehow we have earned our way, or somehow that love wins, that you can live a lifestyle of sin, disregard God, and still get to heaven, that's a different belief. And if that's you, you're not my enemy, but you're not on my team. We're not preaching the same gospel. There's no room for debate when it comes to salvation-based issues. I will be kind to you. I will respect you. But we we're, we're not on the same team. We're not playing the same game. God bless you. Hope the best for you. But we are we're not on we're not both on Team Jesus. Y'all are on Team Heresy, and we are not on the same team. There is no room for debate about the issue of salvation. Primary doctrine. But then there are secondary doctrines. Things that, for thousands of years, followers of Jesus, who are on the same team, who agree on the issue of salvation, are studying different parts of the Bible. And I'm talking really smart people. Studying the original words. Asking God what they mean. And asking the Holy Spirit, what does this mean? And then landing on two different sides of an answer about issues, for example, eternal security. Are people able to lose their salvation or not lose their salvation? Some people believe one. Some people believe the other. But that is a secondary issue. My my concern is not about can people lose their salvation or not lose it. My concern is I want to make sure you get it. I want to so make sure you get it. There are secondary doctrines that we can disagree on, still be on the same team. And another secondary doctrine is the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit are important, and I believe they're real, and I believe they are for today. But when it comes to the fruit of Spirit of kindness, is how are you and I going to treat each other? to show evidence that I'm spirit-filled when we have a conversation that we land on two different sides on. How are those conversations gonna look like? How are the discord calls gonna look like? How are the discord DMs gonna look like when people in our church land on two different ends of the spectrum on a secondary doctrine? These things are tough, man. You got really smart people who are praying to the same Holy Spirit to reveal to them are the gifts of the Spirit for today. And one person really believes in their heart. I studied, I did my hard work, and I asked Holy Spirit to give me truth. And I believe he told me, yes, therefore today. And then you've got other people, equally smart people, who have done the study, done the hard work, and asked the same Holy Spirit, And they feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, no, they're not for today. And we have followers of Jesus on two different ends of a secondary doctrine, a non-salvation based issue. What do we do with that? Like, who am I to say that you heard from the Holy Spirit wrong, and I heard from the Holy Spirit right? How are we going to treat each other when we land on two different sides of the coin? Because here's the truth I need you to hear. Somebody is wrong. We can't both be right. Somebody is wrong. That can't be for today and not for today. The rapture can't be pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. It's one. You can't lose your salvation and not lose yourself. Like, it's one. Somebody is wrong. Somebody's wrong. And about all these secondary doctrines, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out. And when we get to heaven and find out who is right, how are you going to behave? Are you going to rub it in their face? Oh, I told you so. Whatever side of the coin that you fall on. How are you going to behave? Are you going to be kind towards people that you disagree with? Because the fruit of the Spirit in your life, the evidence that you're spirit-filled isn't whether you believe they're for today or not for today. The fruit of the Spirit, the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is how you behave when you find out that you were right or wrong. That's the evidence. That's what shows me you're spirit-filled. And here's the deal. We're going to talk more next week. We're going to answer the question. And I promise you, don't matter how sick I get, somebody is going to answer your questions. (laughs) We ain't doing this one more week. Somebody will answer your questions. I promise you. But how are we as a church going to behave towards one another when we start having conversations where some of us feel, I really feel the Holy Spirit tells me they're this. And other people, I really feel the Holy Spirit tell me it's this. We're not on the same page about a secondary, non-salvation-based issue. And here's the deal. I've done the study. I've prayed and asked the Holy Spirit. And I believe the gifts are for today. But if I get to heaven and I'm wrong, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because it's a secondary issue. And if I get to heaven and I'm right, I'm not going to rub it in your face. I'm not going to tell you I told you so. I'm going to treat you with kindness. Because even if I get to heaven and find out that I was right about one secondary doctrine, there's probably another that I was wrong about. We're not all right all the time. And my main concern isn't helping you be right. My main concern is helping you be kind. That is the evidence of being full of the Spirit. Are you kind towards others that you disagree with? Or are you gonna be an ally to the devil and letting secondary issues divide the church? I promise you, after next week, the mods are gonna be like, X amount of people left the Discord. because they didn't know how to handle disagreement. I promise you, our mods, y'all better pray for the mods. They get all kinds of issues and all kinds of messages about people sticking their neck out, puffing their head about secondary issues. There are people that literally come into our Discord, send our female pastors a toxic message about how I don't believe in female pastors. Just wanted you to know and leave right away. You ain't very spirit-filled. If you don't believe in female my pastors, that's your decision. But I don't even know if you have the Holy Spirit. If you act that way, you're not even kind. I don't care if you think you're smart. I don't care if you think you know a lot. Are you kind? There is no evidence that you have the Holy Spirit. You're an apple tree, but I'm not seeing any apples. How do you behave? How do you treat other people? How do you suffer? How do you disagree? This is what it means to be spirit-filled. And right now, our church, we're having healthy conversations about controversial topics within the church. And I want to see how you behave. One of us is wrong. I'm okay if it's me, but are you okay if it's you? How will you treat other people? How will we as a church navigate through these conversations? How will we as a church navigate through these different different issues? How will you suffer through the circumstances? Because that's what it really means to be spirit-filled. You can speak in tongues and prophesy all you want. But Paul says, if you don't have love, you're like a clanging cymbal. I've been a drummer for 20 years. When you just hit the cymbals, they're really annoying. Really annoying. I don't care how much you think you know, what experience you have. If you're not kind and respectful, you are annoying, rude, disrespectful. You're not kind. but The Holy Spirit wants to change us. I've got my rude moments. I've got my unkind moments. But when I'm annoying, I'm at least going to admit I'm being really annoying. And I should stop acting this way because this is not in line with the fruit of the Spirit. I am currently giving evidence that I'm not in line with the Spirit. But I want to give evidence that I'm spirit filled and as we go through these conversations I felt the Holy Spirit wanted us to put our attention on how do you suffer and how kind will you be when we go through different things that you disagree with there are going to be people in our church after next week's conversations who won't believe and you're still welcome and we still love you and at the, at the end of the day, we'll find out who was right and who was wrong. It might be me. It might be you. But whichever one's right, I'll be kind to you. That's what the Holy Spirit asks in return. Whatever secondary issues that might be different in our church, because there's, there's a lot of them. We don't have time to talk about all the secondary, but there's a lot. But those things don't make us on a different team. They don't divide us they don't separate us we have to be united by the primary doctrine and we have to be kind towards one another what is the evidence that you're giving off to the world are you giving evidence that you're not spirit-filled or giving evidence that you are spirit-filled and I want to read that passage verse 22 actually you know what let's start at verse 19 The two passages, evidence that you are not full of the Holy Spirit, and the second passage, evidence that you are Spirit-filled. And I'm going to read them one more time, and I want you to really ask yourself, which evidence better describes you? Read it with me, verse 9. The acts of the flesh, the evidence, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god this is the evidence of those who are not spirit-filled now this is the evidence of those who are spirit-filled verse 22 but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. Another way to say it, let us have the evidence of with the Spirit and let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Two groups of behaviors. One evidence of those who are not Spirit-filled, one evidence of those who are Spirit-filled. And be honest with yourself, you don't need to put it in the chat. Which one better describes you? Which one better describes you? And here's the deal, right now, some of you are thinking, Man, I can't believe there are Christians that act like group one. That's not very kind. That's not very kind. We don't lord over one another. Paul literally finishes the passage, let us not become conceited. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. Sometimes when you feel like you're in group B, you can get all kinds of puffed up and look down at those that are in group one. That's not very kind. We're supposed to lift each other up. Not tear each other down. But get honest with yourself. Which one better describes you? And I want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit that especially as we focus today to teach us how to suffer well and to teach us to be kind. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we come before you today and we ask God to be with us to strengthen us. God, many of us today are suffering. And God, as we suffer, I pray that you would help us to give evidence that we are, we're spirit-filled. God, help our lives to be on display in the moments when we are weak. And God, for me, I'm, I'm tired. I really don't feel well. My body's not cooperating the way it should. But Spirit, help me to suffer well. Help me to have evidence that when I suffer, there's something different. It's because I'm Spirit-filled. I pray, Holy Spirit, for those that are also suffering, you would give them a tenacity and a resilience and a longer fuse to not be so easily disappointed not be so easily triggered or enraged, not to be so easily defeated, not so easily knocked down. Holy Spirit, elongate our fuses today. Give us soft hearts of compassion and tough skin. Holy Spirit, help us to have the evidence that we are spirit-filled. May we not just be people who believe in miracles or speaking in tongues. May we be people who know how to suffer. And may we be people... Who are kind who are kind i pray holy spirit that you would teach our church how to disagree about secondary doctrines it doesn't mean they're not important but help us to just talk about the elephant in the room somebody's wrong there's really got no other way around it we both can't be right somebody is wrong but when we're all studying and all asking the Holy Spirit, which is truth, and feel like we're getting a different answer. Both can't be right. But the issue about secondary issues, God, is not about being right or wrong. It's about being kind. Respecting one another. Understanding that maybe with certain people, we just don't have those conversations. Let's just focus on what's most important. Jesus. Getting people saved. Seeing the kingdom of God continue to be built, seeing eternities changed. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that you would shape us, change us, transform us to be people who know what it really means to be spirit-filled, who know what it really means to act and behave and have the characteristics and traits of someone who is spirit-filled. Teach us to be kind and teach us to suffer with joy. Help us, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And maybe there are some of you here that maybe you are suffering. Maybe you're going through hardship. And maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit with you to endure it. Maybe you're here and you acknowledge, like me in my past, living a lifestyle of sin, more like group number one. And you acknowledge today that I've done wrong. All of us have. I'm no better than you. But there is a God in heaven who sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you and for me so that we could be forgiven of our behaviors and filled with the Spirit, our sins could be forgiven, and we could inherit heaven and relationship with God. I'll tell you, Jesus is long-suffering. No matter how long you've run from him, no matter how long you've disrespected him, no matter how long you've refused to believe in him, he is long-suffering. His fuse is long. He has been patient with you, patient with me. And his kindness is available for you. And today I believe the Holy Spirit is drawing some of you. Maybe you're just scrolling through the Just Chatting category, watching this on YouTube, whatever it might be. And the Holy Spirit is drawing you to have your sins forgiven and to begin a new life and relationship with Jesus. I'll tell you, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like knowing Jesus. And today, God invites you to be a part of His family. And if that's you, no matter what your past, present looks like, Jesus has a better future for you. And if you want to be able to ask Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and to begin a relationship with God and have eternity in heaven. It's as simple as just accepting Christ as your Savior. And if that's you, I'd invite you to just pray this prayer with me as you begin a new journey. Repeat these words with me as you begin a journey of following Jesus. Pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you, God, to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord And my Savior, help me, God, to begin today a new life of being full of the Spirit and beginning a journey of having the evidence that today my life is changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you put your hands together to celebrate those that are giving their lives to follow Jesus? Amen. Amen.
1: Hey, congratulations to those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time or maybe you started or you rededicated your life to Jesus. We want to congratulate you. And I want you to be bold. I want you to put a yes in the chat if you made that decision for the first time or if you rededicated your life today. We want to congratulate you. We want to see you. We want to be able to also send you some resources as well and help you on this walk. So if you did make that decision, like I said, put a yes in the chat so we can know who you are, but also if you could do me a favor, if somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat. And what I would ask you to do if you made that decision today, I would ask you to click on that link and fill out that form with as much information as you feel comfortable giving because this is going to be able to give us a better way to connect with you, to be able to give you some resources. A lot of people, they don't know how to pray. They don't know what water baptism is. They don't know any of these things. And we would love to be able to discuss those things with you, to connect with you, to answer those questions. So please, please, please fill out that form so we can get those resources to you and uh, guys, whether you're watching a VOD or you're watching this on YouTube, once again, we want to congratulate you and uh, and and just I don't know. It changed my life. It changed my life. So I get excited when I see people accepting the lives or accepting Jesus Christ into their lives. But guys, this is why we do what we do here at God Squad Church. We see people starting a new relationship with Jesus Christ every single week. I have people who message me after the service who ask these questions. And so this is why we do this. We also see people who are being healed. This week in my experience group, we had an amazing time where we were praying for each other and somebody, he hasn't been healed yet, but he messaged me and he was like, I feel peace for the first time in my life. This is the reason why we are doing these things. And this is the reason why we can can continue to do these things here is because of your faithfulness and your generosity. Because of you, we're able to continue doing these things on a week-to-week basis. And so please, maybe this is your first time that you're here at God Squad Church. Maybe this is your first time that you would like to give to God Squad Church. God is putting it on your heart this week. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. You can go into the panels below and click on the Give link. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way you see fit, whether it's recurring uh, weekly, monthly, or maybe even a one-time donation. And you can also use Text to Give by texting any amount to number 84. 84- Three, two, one. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and your generosity. Remember, every penny counts.